the wrong side of the red line, Dallas Stars Podcast. Here is your host, Sean Shapiro. Well, it's uh, 2018 on the East Coast already. Happy New Year, everyone. Ha- Happy New Year. I'm, t- um, I'm upset, Sean, that our budget didn't call for or have room for some noisemakers because the entire car cast, I would sit there with the kazoo and go, instead of talking on it. It's your turn to drive, so hopefully you wouldn't well, have could, done that. I could put it in the mouth and just blow it every now and then while I'm driving. Fair, fair. It would have been... And it would still get us home safer than when you are behind the wheel. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, it's New Year's Eve. we got to have some fun, it's right? It's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. And the Stars uh, stars had some fun tonight on New Year's Eve. Um, improved to 13-5-2 since the team has moved to Dallas yep. on this holiday. Um, in a night where the... Uh, I beat the San Jose Sharks pretty soundly, six to nothing. John Klingberg used the word dominating after the game. Hard and to argue with that. Hard, six hard to nothing. Yeah, hard to argue with that. It was uh, the most goals the in a game the Sharks have allowed all season, and they were. I think they came in having allowed the fewest as a team all year. Mm-hmm. And they also played play, the fewest number of games. And they had been playing very well too. The Sharks yeah. had come in win a three-game win streak. Their power play had been clicking. They've been very good coming into tonight. Very good. And the Stars stopped a whole bunch of good, positive trends for the Sharks tonight. So, in the Stars tonight, a um, couple things that are really encouraging. So, arguably the best line of the most, best is a word you could use, but I'm saying most consistent is that is the easy modifier. You could argue best if you're just thinking about a threesome that stayed together the entire time. But the Fox line, fantastic tonight. Yep. Hitler with two goals, Fox with three assists, Antoine Roussel was Antoine Roussel. He was on the, the score sheet a he, couple of times. He was on the score sheet, and actually for the right reasons, that one, he actually drew the one power play that led to the uh, Tyler Sagan's goal. goal, yes, where he did not drop the gloves, and the Stars got the power play out of that. Well, and I tweeted something about that during the yeah. game. On many occasions, I've, I've voiced my displeasure with the trend that's happened for many, many years now. I mean, if this is, I've been in professional hockey in the UHL, the AHL, and now the NHL for 15 years, and when there's a big hit, when I was a kid growing up, if there was a big hit, the next time out there might be another big hit, but it didn't have to be a fight, and now we've seen that change where even a legal check seems to lead to, as you like to say, kerfuffle. I like other words as well, not just one. We'll say, let's say, uh, a, well, bru- a brouhaha. A brouhaha is fun. But either way... It is one of those things where it do, I don't think that a good hit necessarily requires a fight right after that. <laughs> so it's good to see that, I mean, Roussel hits Justin Braun, who, by the way, had, was the one involved in the collision with Alexander Radulov that forced him to leave the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a hard hit. He went a little awkwardly into the boards right near the, the San Jose bench. But I didn't think he had to... Yes. Fight for that, and the Stars get a power play out of it. Yep. And then Good on Roussel. And then they score. Um, John Klingberg with a one of the pretty. I mean, it was a couple of really nice goals tonight, but one of the prettier, one of the one of the pretty goals with the uh, pat with the slap pass to the tip for Sagan. I mean, he was. We had him on on our post game show tonight, Klingberg, and he confirmed that he was absolutely yes. waiting for Sagan. He said he saw him in the corner and just waited, and then just threw it looking for the tip play. It was a beautiful tip. It was. And to top all of this, it's, it's nice to be talking about this right now. Without the down downtrodden moment of oh well we gotta wait until uh, Tuesday to see how Alexander Radulov is. Right. Alexander Radulov is good. He's okay. He's fine. Um, that is a huge plus, by the way. Yes, 
the uh, there's someone in front of us who's going to have a bad end in 2017 getting pulled over. Possibly. We don't know for sure yet, but it's, yeah, not necessarily a good thing. We have law enforcement forcing somebody down an exit. Into the Whataburger parking lot. Um, yeah, well, let's yeah. just hope for the best here. Yep. The, uh, anywho, so the stars... Well, it's not us. Yes. Alexander Radulov has the awkward crash into the corner. Uh, he gets up and skates off on his own power. Um, something where they were, and then they kept him out for precautionary reasons. They were up four nothing going into the third period. No need to put him back in, and that's a that 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 takes away any damper potentially that could have been on this game where we would have been very frustrated possibly discussing that well, on the way home. Yeah, I mean, I I remember saying to Bruce up in our booth as we were getting ready to go downstairs with about four or five minutes left that as a six nothing lead, I'd trade a few goals in this one for a Radulov health in a heartbeat because yes. you. He is a very difficult player to replace because it's not just skill and talent that he brings. It's the energy, the passion. The I say it's a it's a they use it in soccer a lot for really great midfield players, but he's the engine room. Yeah, he's one of the ones that really drives the energy of the team, and it's hard. It'd be hard to not have him out there. He's a spark plug. Yes, he's exactly. the uh, I mean, he, he's straw that stirs the drink. If you want to uh, to uh, pull out more cliches. Um, we do it all night. It's, yeah. it's New Year's Eve. I know. Happy New Year. Happy everyone. New Year. Another uh, <laughs> player that would have been difficult to replace. Um, scary moment, but he returned for the third wow. period. Especially where? Yes. In the I region. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dan Hamuse takes the stick on a play that innocent looking. Just it. It wasn't. I don't believe it was intentional. Um, the way it looked. It looked like the the, the stick was a Donskoy's. Yeah, stick. Donskoy's it stick. It didn't look like he had any idea that Hamuse was near his yeah. coming from behind and. It, it, it did look malicious, but at the same time, you are responsible for your it stick. It should have been a penalty. It's it should have been a penalty. I know that it was sort of behind the play because the puck was sent down the ice. Yeah. And both teams were changing. It was part of a during a San Jose power play. Mm -hmm. But how did four officials not see that? That's no. That was baffling. That was something where that has to be a penalty. I, I, I don't believe Donsko intentionally went after Dan Ham. No, I don't think so. And I don't think that's any case what it was. But it's still a penalty. You're responsible for your stick. Right. But so he returns. That would have been a, another moment that would have been very scary, and who knows what really, happens. Really with... dodged a few bullets, yeah. I thought. So yep. do that, and then uh, overall tonight, I mean, we still have to discuss Ben Bishop's play. I mean, Ben Bishop, it's it's it's, it's interesting. You look at a 6 nothing when you, and we were talking about this walking to the car. Typically, a 6 nothing when you think, oh, well, the goalie isn't one. Secondary in the game. Is secondary. Ben Bishop was very good tonight. Ben really good. He was really good. He had those uh, that uh, the penalty kill in the first in the first minute and a half of the second period was was huge. We'll put it this way: I had in my unofficial. I, I keep track of quality scoring chances because I think that more accurately portrays mm -hmm. who has the better chances to win a hockey game than just shots on goal. Yeah, because not all shots are created equal, and I had eight quality chances for the entire game for San Jose. Four of them came on that power play, and then a fifth one came right after the power yes. play. So in the first two minutes of the second period, five of their eight quality chances came in that one span. Yeah, and he was... And these weren't chances, because occasionally there's a quality chance that, that, you know, it's right in front and you missed the net or hit the post. These were all, well, Couture hit the post, mm -hmm. and then four of them were safe on Bishop. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well, I mean, we even go to the first period, and I think it's something that gets people forget about it, but... How many times in the past have we seen the Stars dominate a team, outshoot a team like that in the first period, and, and fall come behind, out, and fall behind, or come out tied yep. because of, of a bad goal? Or it, that is not 
Well, Pe- people people forget, and this is just a, go- a goalie nerd thing, real quick. It's not. <laughs> uh, you'd actually rather face. I mean, you don't want to be barraged by 15 shots, but you'd rather face seven, eight shots than face two. Rather you face two shots in ten minutes. If, yeah. You, if there's no action, then you, it's really on the goalie to keep himself focused in the game, limbered up, yes. and loose. And you're right. The, how many times this year have we seen the Stars dominate a period, have nothing to show for it, and then the other team comes out and gets one early in the next period, and you feel like all that positive energy yeah. and momentum completely dissipates? Something Bishop has done now recently that we've seen, um, and he hadn't been bad. He, there's By no means am I saying that Bishop was bad in the first 30 games of the season, but through the first 30 games of the season, there was too many times that he was the second-best goalie on the ice sure. in games he played. In this past stretch now, He's consistently been the better goalie on the ice of the two, and that's really all you can ask for. I mean, you want your goalie to give you a chance to win, and he's done that. He did it in Minnesota too, mm-hmm. even yeah. though they lost. The only regulation loss the Stars had uh, in his span of now seven straight starts. He's yes, four, one, and two yes. over that span, and he's given them a chance to win in all of those games. I saw an interesting comment from Bob Sturm the other day when somebody was questioning. Stars goaltending is, are they really that good? And he said, by no means do I think Ben Bishop has been perfect or close to it, but he absolutely has upgraded Dallas's goaltending this year compared to the past. And I I completely agree with that statement. I mean, consider, and this is, and part of this is because shutouts are a team stat as well. Um, they are. It's yes. not, well, but, but a lot of the goaltending stats really reflect yeah. whether a team plays well. It's not just. But but with, but with his shutout tonight, um, Bishop is now second in the NHL in shutouts. Andre Vasilevsky would have been tied for first, yes. but his old teammate got him. It's his former pupil, if you want That's to. That's right. His <laughs> his, uh, his protege, yes. perhaps if he's the mentor. Vasilevsky in the Tampa Bay picked up his fifth of the season tonight, so he's now he's second. A little bit of context. Five nothing drubbing in Columbus, mm-hmm. so the Blue Jackets get embarrassed on home ice. They're the Stars' next opponent on Tuesday, the second yes. in Dallas. I would have a feeling that two things. One, Corpus Allo started for the Blue Jackets tonight, so I have a pretty yes. good feeling that we're seeing Bobrovsky. Who and, is tied with Bishop with four shutouts. Yes, and one of the best goalies in the NHL yes. right now. And I would expect that they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder to go out and show that that's not the team they are. They're one of the better teams in the Metropolitan. Very good division this yes. year. Yes, and angry torts, it's too. Angry torts, angry jackets. Could be a fun one on Tuesday night. We'll see fun which game. team has have had more fun on uh, New Year's Eve celebrations. Too. Yes, and the uh, the, <laughs> the stars. Um, we talked. We touched on that uh, on that that Fox uh, Pitlick Roussel line. Um, another thing tonight we were just seeing, and it's something that's kind of. I asked uh, Hitch about Stephen Johnson tonight. Yep. It's something where I heard you ask. Yes, yeah, and we've, <laughs> st- we've started to. In my opinion, we've started to see Stephen Johns take. Further step offensively. He's I more like the analogy that hits you. So yes. I'll let you explain it, yeah. but it's, it's so. one that was interesting, and it also kind of made me feel like that's what they were trying to do with Jamie Alexiak. Of and and I'll let you explain yeah. it, but it, that it wasn't working quite as well as with Johns. Yes. So Johns, in my view, first of all, and the reason I ask the question is he's starting to he's starting to step in more into the offensive game. He's starting to shoot more. He's starting to take more look, calculated risks. Look more confident. He's starting to become more of a factor offensively and I, so we asked Hitch about that and he said basically Rick Wilson kind of the first part for Stephen Johns was getting him reliable defensively and he had a red light he had a red light he did, <laughs> and if there's red light 
John Klingberg has a green light. He's he, had a green light since day one. Since day one. Steven Johns is now on yellow light steps, yeah, so where he is he's cautiously, cautiously taking those calculated risks. And even that, I mean, even that goal tonight, that was just the passing and weaving on the goal that led to the four-on-four four goal that he scored on. That was, that was pretty play. It's good cycling. Yeah. Good work by the Stars, and then he comes off the wall. One of the benefits, Sean, of being on your off wing is that he can mm -hmm. skate out on his forehand skating forward, facing the play. He doesn't have to back off the wall like he would if he was on his right side and, and pull the trigger. And so that was a pretty fluid motion. And, of course, there was tons of traffic in front. I don't yeah. think that Martin Jones saw much of any no. of that shot. No. I mean, it's this is going to be an unpopular opinion with the Free Honka movement on Twitter, but in my opinion... We said the same thing two nights ago. I know. We said the same thing. But I, I, has it's developed and... Like, I think Johns has won that spot. I, he's out for now. For, for now, for sure. now. Obviously, you have to keep playing to hold that spot. Right. But, I mean, look, if, but if, if, we're if, both if, in agreement. If when when Mathot comes back, which we thought might be today, but it's not, mm -hmm. and it may not be on Tuesday, we'll see. He's getting closer. But when he comes back in, unless something dramatically alters in the next forty-eight hours or whenever that is, it's going to be Honka that's. Yeah. Scratch for him. Well, and for right now, I mean, yes. And I think I, rightly I, so, and nothing against Hawkeye. No. It's just that Johns has been been better. Well, and, and Johns has been better defensively. Johns has been better defensively, and on top of that, we talk about Hanka. We talk about Hanka. We talk about Hanka driving possession, and, put, and that's what Stephen Johns has done now. Stephen Johns is creating just as much offensively yep. as Julius Hanka is, but he's not playing on the power play. That's the one difference. And actually, you know, not to nitpick, but there were a couple instances tonight where in a, you gloss over in a 6 nothing win where Honka made some mistakes. Yes. And, again, look, he's a possession-type guy. Those types of defensemen are going to make that. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But there were some instances where he did. He was the second best mm -hmm. on, a, on a play, either battling for a puck or he yes. had it and he made a mistake. And again, going to happen. He needs to, like Klingberg, work through it and get better, and that's fine. But... I, I saw a few tonight where you go, hmm, okay, well, he's still learning, and you know that. Mm -hmm. To transition, well, we'll stick with the defense real quick, just because of the, uh, it, tonight you took a look at just a, not just Klingberg, who had the goal and the assist tonight, John scored the goal. The defense on a whole, I think you're starting to see more of that, for lack of a better word, that yellow light status as a whole, where guys are starting to get it and starting to understand a bit more. Tonight, right. the, tonight the defense had 11 shots on goal. Um, uh, and that was actually zero with Esselin. Esselindel had zero shots done. He was the only defenseman without a shot. And sometimes he leads the team. And, and, yeah, and sometimes yeah. Essa is firing quite a bit. So overall, for me, the defense is starting to figure out how they can. And Klingberg has known since the beginning of the He's kind of figured right. it out early. and That's why he leads the NHL in defenseman scoring. But yep. as a group, they've started to figure out when and where we can take our chances, what risks we it's can take. It's a different philosophy mm -hmm. under Ken Hitchcock as far as how defense is used in the offensive game. A stark contrast to Lindy Ruff's approach, which was heavily driven on stretching the play with forwards and making the D be the transition leaders. Mm -hmm. Here, the defense are helped by the forwards, everybody getting back more, which benefits their yeah. defensive game. And then offensively, it's, well, here and there, but really let those three guys be the ones that go get that. But it's also more in the offensive zone, too, where you're looking right. at they're moving as a move. Like, both the Klingberg goal, the Johns goal, there's a couple other chances. Pattern had a couple chances tonight, too, yep. where there's movement, there's creating, and then the, 
Puck's coming back to them for that shot in that sweet spot of an area that's but high But they're slot. not asked to drive yes. the middle lane yes. and go toward the net quite as much as when Ruff was behind the bench. Correct. And it's, look, it's a totally different, it's a, much, it's a more conservative style. It is being a bit safer, probably more conducive to being better defensively, which in this league leads to better results more times than not just because of the fact that you have you know, the opportunity for overtime points and, yeah. and look in this league you're you're rewarded for not losing as much as you are for winning outright. The rough system is way more entertaining and fun. Yes. You love it when it works, but it's way more risky and susceptible to getting caught countering the other way. Well it also it also leads to the games where people would tune into Dallas Stars games when it was four nothing going to the third because there was a possibility they would lose that game. Or they could win 7-6, which we saw regularly. I mean, there was games last year yep. where if it went into a game into the third period 4 nothing, I did not feel confident writing my game story. That's right, and I understood well, where, where tonight, yep. Where tonight it's 4 nothing going to the third period, game over. I felt completely confident. All I had to do was add a couple final news yep. and notes as the game went along. It was great. Right, <laughs> and that's, you want your team to do that. Mm -hmm. And the only thing is, is that you wish that that team, the Stars team from the... 15-16 uh, season that won the, the you know all those offensive accolades won the division won the regular season of the conference and almost beat Ken Hitchcock's St. Louis Blues in the second round won the Stanley Cup not just because we want the Stars yeah. to win the Stanley Cup but because in a copycat style NHL which we know we'd love to see more teams play that way because it would just be so fun yeah. it's, it's a bit frenetic but it's for the casual fans and even for the, the diehards, it's so cool to watch teams just go all out offense. One thing that's been neat to watch too, and we talked about it with Hitch after the game, and I know New Year's Eve, there's a, there, it, it draws the holiday crowd, that's always a big draw, but the barn's been pretty full lately too. Well, like it's, you know what? It, you win hockey yeah, yeah. games, you're going to get a good crowd. No, that's that's been fun to see. That was We saw it this time last year, the attendance numbers didn't look bad, the, what the listed, but it wasn't full. It there wasn't. Some nights where it was, well, the team yeah. was struggling. Yes. And, and Everybody likes a winner, and you know what? Right now the Stars are putting on. Do you remember? It was before, you were still covering the Texas Stars, but you'd come up occasionally in Dallas back in my first year where the team was close to making the playoffs. They didn't quite, mm -hmm. but they were really good on the road, and they were actually struggling to win games at home. Yes. That's really frustrating because that's where you have your season ticket holders, you have your casual fans coming for a, a good night out, and then the team loses in a heartbreaker. The, the one that always still comes to mind is that Andre Pavlik game where they had a absurd advantage in shots and attempts, and Pavlik stood on his head and made 46, I think it was 45 of 47, yeah, something like that, in shots and saves, and the Stars lose, and you go, oh, completely dominated and lost 2-1. to one. No, and, and now they two or whatever it was. And now they're winning at home. It's a lot, and that's good. It's the other thing that's been good too. Now is early in the season, and I we were a bit leery because their schedule wasn't as strong earlier in the season. When they were earlier in the season, they were playing teams. They played the Arizonas. Now they're winning against good teams. They at were home. losing to the good teams, the the really good teams, the uh, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Nashville. While well, they beat Nashville now, they beat St. Louis. Uh, San Jose is a good team. Yeah, I don't think they we got their best game tonight, but I also think that Hitch said in the post game that they did a great job keeping them to the outside, sort of taking away some of the things that makes the the Sharks a success. I'll tell you what, even though the Stars killed off all the 
San Jose power plays. It was the first time San Jose hadn't scored a power play goal in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Snapped a nine-game streak that way. You can see, especially in that first pa- the the one that they started the second yeah. period, their first, the carryover, you can see why San Jose has such a good power play. They created, I mean, to create four grade-A chances oh, yeah. in a minute and a half, that's that's pretty high numbers right there. Yeah. To end, the, uh, to end this car cast with a holiday theme. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take give, First, give me your uh, favorite star story from 2017. Ooh. Could be, obviously, all of the calendar year. And then give me one that you're looking forward to in 2018. Okay, well, the calendar 2017 was a tough year for the stars because it led to they had a chance at the beginning of January to make a run they were still in touch and things maybe personified by that game in Nashville where they had a 3 nothing lead and lost in overtime the Preds ended up using that to kind of propel into a playoff spot and ultimately a Stanley Cup final and nearly winning it that was not necessarily the most downer part but that was that was a tough way so to then go in and win one of the draft lottery balls and get the third overall pick instead of the eighth and to get Merrill Hishkinen and then trade up and get Jake Ottinger on the same day in the first round where you arguably could have a franchise defenseman and franchise goalie of the future all in the same day. I think that's a pretty significant day. Free agency after that where they suddenly pick up Ben Bishop, trade for his rights, sign him to a deal, pick up Alexander Radulov, trade for Mark Mathot, Martin Hansel with the free agent signing. That was a pretty good time as well, but I think that draft really started a, I mean that was a that was like the first positive step after a tough end to the season you know yeah uh, obviously they signed hitch mm-hmm. before that so that maybe got the ball rolling but it really seemed to to me be one of the better moments uh, what I'm looking forward to is I I'm not sure if this team any team you get in the playoffs you can win the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. I think this team could do it I think that ultimately you're gonna be a better team for year two of the hitch Mm-hmm. experiment as they go, but it could be this year. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this team can get to by the, the time April rolls around, mm-hmm. and then what, if everybody's healthy, what they can do. A healthy Tyler Sagan in the playoffs. We didn't have that two years yes. ago uh, because of his Achilles injury and then the calf injury that was sort of related to it. We didn't, I'd like to see what the Stars can do with Ben Bishop backstopping a playoff team here because he's, he's gone to the Stanley Cup final before. It could be if look, if Dallas goes well, Tampa Bay is a contender. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Wouldn't that a Vasilevsky versus Bishop? That'd be fun I, to watch. Again, it, it doesn't matter who makes it. If the Stars get to the Stanley Cup final, it'd be great regardless of the opponent, but that would be particularly enticing. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what I'm looking forward to is, is where this team can grow and I think that Unless something massive derails it, I think this is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. The question is how far can they go, and that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. And then the second thing, quickly, because I'm running on <laughs> forever, is I kind of want to see what Miro Haskinen can do, and that yeah. may be this fall, mm-hmm. if, uh, training camp in September of 2018. I don't want to be somber, but just what my favorite story from 2017 is just, and it's one of the most emotional hockey games I've ever covered. Is when Dave returned to the booth, and, and that, that was, was a pretty amazing and, and moment that, too. And that yep. where Dave, no, where, I, that was where, great too. Where, where 
and of all of us, of a season that was pretty crappy for basically it was. That was the highlight of the season. Yeah, of that season. And Dave returns to the booth. Antoine Roussel has the hat trick. Jamie Ben scores in overtime, and then the team saluting Dave and a picture that's now wherever yep. we see we see it every day. We that's that's my favorite moment from 2017. And something... can I change mine? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that yeah, really yeah, is. Yeah. That's yeah. I I wasn't thinking about yeah. that, but that's. Uh, that's pretty amazing, and yeah. I could talk about it for a long time, as you know. Yeah. Because Dave, I've known Dave for a decade, and he means a lot to me, as do as he does to many Stars fans. But I, I knew him a long time prior to when he came to Dallas, and that is always going to be special. That relationship. Yeah. No, that was that was my favorite story from 2017, and obviously just to have him. What be are you looking local. forward to? What I'm 2018. I really like since I monopolized uh, the segment. I'm looking forward to seeing Miro. I'm really interested to seeing Miro's overall body of work because he's Finland's going to be not even starting oh, Olympics. The, yeah. Olympics. I mean, you think world, for sure? world, world Junior. I believe he'll be on that Olympic team. Here's um, the interesting about the World Junior. Just quickly digressing is yeah. that he's one of the younger guys. This isn't really his year. Mm -hmm. For the World Juniors, because he's 18, he could be eligible next year. Now, whether if he's playing for the Dallas Stars, he probably doesn't go, yeah. and that happens to quite a few. But his year, where he should really dominate, is next year. Yeah. That's even more impressive about how, what you see him doing as in just an 18-year-old. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Olympics. I'm looking to see if he can make this NHL roster to start the season. The other thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is what happens. What happens with the. Uh, with this defense as they kind of evolve once they get to once they get Mark Mathot back and once they actually have kind of mm -hmm. as they grow and kind of become fully evolved with they haven't really had a healthy Mark Mathot now for eight weeks now is it? it Almost. Feels, and it's going to be fascinating to see how that plans out and how because it will really kind of set the tone for how they're going to figure things out for the future. Because they've been pretty good with the yeah. six they have and then you add Mathot into that and you it's not as though there's been situations in the not-so-distant past where the Stars had six that they weren't really... It, it, all six weren't really going, mm -hmm. and they had a couple guys in the stands, and you're hoping that maybe one can come in, but now saying, well, he's for sure he's going to be effective. You know, there was a time where Pattern was an also-ran, mm -hmm. where you weren't sure if Nemeth or Alexiak were going to be uh, good or bad or, or not or indifferent. Now, when Mathot comes back, you say, whoever comes out of the lineup, we think it might be Honka. He's been good. Yeah. So that's if Honka has to come in and play, you go, oh, that's good. He's been good. If Johns comes out or anybody else does, you still say they've won a lot of games with him in. So I think that leads to really positive feelings of the group. The uh, the other thing that I'm interested, it'll be fun to cover a trade deadline where the stars are actually a buyer. They may not make a move. But it'll be nice to go into a deadline and where they're in a mode where they're looking well, remember, to improve. They, yeah. they did that a couple years ago. Yes, but. when they went in and got Chris Russell, mm -hmm. and, and that was a, a mode where they, right the difference compared to last year, where yes, they were clear sellers, and it was the right thing to do. By the way, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it'll be exciting. I don't know if they'll for sure buy. If they're buying right now. I'm thinking they're looking for an offensive score, yeah. a winger on the top six. Mm -hmm. That's where I would think that they'd be looking for. And we can dive into that at a later time. Sure. We'll, we'll do, that's a big jump. But, but, but again, yes, yes. The, the trade deadline is at the end of February, mm -hmm. beginning of March, right? I think it was the last day of the month of February. Mm -hmm. And right now, two months away, the, the need for me, if you're asking me, is a top six scoring winger. Correct. A forward d doesn't have to be a center. They have, they have plenty of centers. Yeah. And part of it is because 
that you know Jason Spezza has been pretty good the last four or five games, mm-hmm. but because he hasn't been as as a offensive dynamic threat that he was two, even two seasons ago, then that and and Hansel's been hurt a lot. There's more and Richie's struggled. Yeah. Those three have all added up to well. There's still some room for somebody to crack maybe the second line or first line depending on where you put Radulov. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I've got a couple names involved, but if I say them now, we'll we'll save them for a future one. Um, all right, you don't want to share your cards too early. Yes. So uh, everyone, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, happy. Hope everyone has a happy and healthy 2018, and we will be back with the uh, first Carcast 2018 on. Tuesday. The Tortorella version. Tortorella version.